just a little background. I got introduced to you through Debbie Wall. Mm-hmm. Um, Debbie Wall, president of Camino Real, Republican women. And, you know, the, the thing about in our Republican club, which is Alamo Heights, we're more social, and I hope that we're moving towards an actual working club, um, you know, to actually find issues. And Debbie Wall is very centered on military and the border. And then I was having a conversation with her about something when I was POC chair. And she says, you need to get in the car and go down there with me. She says, you need to see what is going on. And last month, came down, met you, got fired up. Here we go. So we met Sheriff Coe. We had a nice little chat with him. And then we toured two ranches. And, I, and we were in the same ATV together. Mm-hmm. And you could just completely tell that this guy, who's a ranch manager, no resources, no help, lawlessness. And everything that I see. So I've interviewed... Don Fostick with Cam, Esther Schneider uh, with uh, the NRA and Second Amendment rights. Um, yesterday I interviewed, the day before I interviewed uh, Kimmy Lynn Reed, who is uh, Lone Star Family Advocacy, about just going to get your kid if you're in a shared custody case. That the police won't even help. The, per- the parent that is supposed to be having custody of the kid that weekend, the police won't even help them get the kid back. So now we're sitting here and now we're talking about an open border that's supposed to be shut. Illegal aliens are flowing into our culture, our society. We don't know where, they, what, where they're going or what they're doing and how it is that they're doing all this. And it's being advocated by the federal government and our own governor won't do anything. So that's where I want to start. Okay. I um, want to start with why Abbott's not doing anything, and let's just tell him what he needs to do. Because it's very obvious to me what he needs to do. So the, the invasion clause that everyone has been quoting, the reason we needed the invasion, is because by everyone saying that, it made us all agree that per the Texas Constitution and the United States Constitution, that we have the right to defend our borders if it's an invasion. Supposedly. Supposedly. Um, They have poured a lot of resources, a lot of money into our town, other towns. Um, But it's kind of, but there's no leadership with that. It's here's the money and y'all do what you think. Now these are um, experienced individuals, my sheriff, very experienced people. At doing, at enforcing the law, mm-hmm. why why are they the ones now that are supposed to be not the, defending the state of exactly. Texas? Exactly. Why, why are they the ones that are saying, okay, here's $2 million, you go defend your county? Really? Yeah, really. Yeah. Okay, uh, so let, let's back up a little okay. bit. You're from Brackettville. Yes. Mm-hmm. You were president of... Um, I'm president. Uh, I was president of Kennedy County Republican Women. Now I, you're vice president of special events. Um, I am SREC, State Republican Executive Committee, uh, SD19. Um, and you got really pissed off, fired up. This can't be happening when? In April of last year. Okay. I was already, uh, right after January 21st, I was just, I have a very inquisitive mind, and I was noticing at that time that the numbers of kids, men, uh, not men, but boys, they were putting out that were being put into Crystal City and Carrizo and and up in Eagle Pass, I mean El Paso. If you compared those numbers of what were coming across in the unaccompanied minors, didn't match they weren't matching and I kept asking people you know uh, it took us a few months to realize really we're in trouble here where are the girls where are the girls there were no numbers there were no places the only place we ever heard of was that a warehouse or something that they had in Houston that had about 300 kids and uh, something happened and somebody died or something. Anyway, everybody moved out. They moved them all out that night. It's the only place I've ever heard that had 
girls. So I, that kind of started it. I started calling my congressman, and they said, we don't know. We don't know where they are. Where's Where's your congressman? Uh, Tony Gonzalez, yes. CD23. Uh-huh. And um, I just was like, could somebody just tell me where they're keeping them? Who has the girls and the younger boys? And uh, we never got an answer. Never got an answer. And then uh, we got, we were hitting March and, and things were really getting bad where we are. So we live between two points of entry. I have Eagle Pass, I have Del Rio. And um, when they come through there, if they've ever committed a crime, which does not make sense to any of us, but if anybody that comes through a point of entry has ever committed a crime in the United States, they will get flagged at the border. It's going to show up because it's in the United States database. But if they're a murderer from um, Venezuela, anywhere, they're not going to be in the database. So they're let into the United States, given money, set free. Well, the people that are the worst of the worst are the ones that can't come through the port of entry, which is me, our county. So we've got murderers, felons, everybody. And they kept uh, and tearing up the fences, and um, we kept asking for help and asking for help, and we were going through the Texas Department of Emergency Management and basically being ignored. And so, um, I mean, ignored. We, we, no, we didn't hear from anybody. Yeah, we didn't get I mean, there's no, back. there's no follow-through. There's, there's no engagement. You want to move? No, no, no. Okay. Um, there we go. That's better. Um, so we filed the first disaster of declaration um, and infectious disease. Infectious disease because we could and... In what county is this? Kenny County. Kenny County. Okay. Along with a Goliath. Okay. Um, Roy Boyd. And, um, and, it, and it got traction. It really got traction. So you filed this with the state? Or a- the- in April of last year. Okay. Uh, it took a little while, so we weren't, we still weren't getting answers, no answers. And we called every county in the United, in Texas. We had many more join. We were at 38. And then um, something happened, and they couldn't get monies to help if they, so some of them retracted their disaster of declarations, but we didn't. And, and we did get noticed, and we did get monetary help. We... We didn't have places for people to stay. We're right. small. Right. I mean, we had we were calling everybody and their mother asking to if we could use one of their extra bedrooms to house uh, DPS and National Guard and everybody. Yeah. Um, we but we because but not when that the, happens, the personnel can come in and start to help. The, they they DPS came in, but not then. They didn't come in for a few more okay. months. Okay. Um, at that point, we still weren't, and so we had a rally. A border awareness rally, and the real name of it was we asked for help and no one came. And um, no congressman, no senator, no state rep, no nobody. state senator, no, no one. one, no one. But our brochure that said we asked for help and no one came kind of went everywhere. Made it to the governor finally. Within 10 days, he showed up in Del Rio, and uh, they did their photo op and um, I like Governor Abbott I like Steve McGraw I, I like these guys they're very good people but that day um, at that photo op they were showing a PowerPoint of these bailouts and the illegals and all and, of that and bailouts are not somebody getting out of jail bailouts are where you're getting chased and you bail out of the car and all start running in different directions and they scatter like Rats. And that happens in our town all the yes, time. Yes, all the time. At our one, school. One, re- one of the reasons that Uvalde was on this alert, kind of like, you know, mm-hmm. boy cries wolf too many times and nobody believes him. And, and so they just got desensitized to the threat. And then a real threat shows up and here we go. Well, they have lockdowns in their schools during school time mm-hmm. uh, quite often because of the chases and the bailouts. Yeah. So it, you're, you're right. It that does happen it's um, a war zone it's a war zone and and you can tell like the day that they came and they did that powerpoint and they're showing they're showing us us 
the ones that are living it, a PowerPoint of bailouts and all this stuff. And we're sitting in the audience thinking, they have no clue. We send this out to each other on text every day. We're in the middle of this. Yeah. And that was my real first inkling. They, they don't know. And I'm not sure if you can still understand it. I hear they go, I went to the border and visited. I went to the border and visited. Well, when they go to the border and visit, so often they're just seeing the illegals come over the river and they get picked up and then they go to processing and then they get on buses and they're sent wherever. But there's a whole different other part of it that if you don't live there, you'll never see it. You know, uh, the lady that, the rancher that found those five children, the five little girls that yes. time on the river. So they're right on the river and they have a watermelon farm. And uh, a few weeks ago, we started getting videos before anybody else saw them of her videoing 300, 400 coming through her watermelon fields, destroying the fruit. Um, and they came for days and that's their livelihood. They're, yeah. There's no that's insurance for illegals. Right. There's no insurance, but yeah. there's no insurance for your fences. Right. Um, the dust, the, the watermelon have to pollinate mm -hmm. and the dust keeps that from happening. Mm -hmm. People, a normal person wouldn't know those things, right. but it's destroying their, their livelihood. Yeah. Onions, all, all those that, what they do is their farms along the river and that's how they irrigate right. is from the river. Yeah. But until you see it every day, you know, you, uh, the and I just saw it for maybe four hours and you can just completely tell how all of you are distraught and you're just, you're left alone. You have no, you have no visible leadership or support from the state of Texas that you're paying your tax dollars to. None. Now I have to give kudos out to Operation Lone Star. Yeah. They have helped. They have tried. They've done a really, really, really good job. Um, and that's in just us, you know, arresting them, pressing charges, you know, getting them in the system. However, that's just a really small part of it. Yeah. We've had huge numbers. We've done extremely well doing that. But what you see out there, you know, I think you were with me when we heard that rancher uh, talk about that day that he drove up to one of his, uh, we'll call it a cabin. And there were illegals outside. Having a barbecue. Having a barbecue. <laughs> you know, they broke into his house. They took the meat and were having a barbecue yeah. at his house. Yeah. And I think about him. I mean, how would you feel if you came home this afternoon from work and there were people sitting in your backyard having a barbecue? You would call the police because that's breaking and entering. And that was his point. You could tell that he was... I mean, I wouldn't say emotional, but you could tell he was very concerned about making the citizens arrest because you can make a citizens mm -hmm. arrest and you can hold them there at gunpoint. But then it takes 45 minutes to an hour for DPS or Border Patrol to get there. So if you have incidents like that happening every day, twice a day, you don't have, I don't know if you do, but I don't have two hours out of my day to sit there and catch these people every single time. You have, you work. Yeah. You know, there's another life. You know, I think about him saying that, you know, his kids don't play outside anymore. Uh, I, I tell that story all the time. And then the one day he goes to mow the lawn and thinks he can let his kids play outside. Five guys come out of the freaking uh, grove and, and, and head for his house. And you don't know. That's the problem. And when you they're have a, in the middle of nowhere. Exactly. Exactly. And you don't know if they They're have a gun or not. They're 35 miles in from the border. And he told me that his main home, and this guy doesn't own the place. He just manages the place. His home is six miles off of 90. I mean, it boggles it, your mind. It can be Afghanistan in the middle of the desert. Absolutely. Absolutely. But these people are tired now. It's been over a year. Yeah, he, he was he was saying, you know, I can tell this story a million times and it's not going to do any yeah, good. Nothing's happening. Our yeah. numbers are worse. Um, he says, he says, I'll give you all a tour. I'll give Cornyn a tour. I'll give Cruz a tour. But it's obviously not doing any good because this has been going on for way too long. And so now they don't uh, they don't want to talk about it anymore. Yep. We're tired of talking. No one's doing anything. No one's paying attention. Um, I feel like 
you know, you get caught up in the political, uh, Governor Abbott's running. Governor Abbott is going to win. There's no way Texas is going to elect Beto. They're not. He gets rich. People look like they're helping. But he is going to win. We know that. We We could certify that now if they would do more. And I've had a couple of conversations with state reps, state senators. You know, they have told me, and these are people that really don't have have anything to do with the border crisis, but they do, but they just don't realize it yet. These are people that are way off from where we're sitting right now. And we can't, this is what he says, we can't change the message or go against the message that Abbott is putting out. And my question is, why not? Because you're going to win. He's going to win. Let's let's all get together and let's have the same messaging because we're all pissed off. And if they're not pissed off and they're not doing enough, then maybe they shouldn't be our representatives. You know, people um, very loudly right now, and you'll hear other people hollering about um, Mayorka. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And. And he's saying, oh, they're secure. They're, they're secure down there. There's nothing going on. So you and I and, and most intelligent people are going to know that that's not true. We know that's not true. So we all laugh at him. We'd like to impeach him, get rid of him. Yeah. Yet all of us that are seeing what's really going on on the border, it's not much different because it's the same thing mm-hmm. that, that DPS and the governor, though they're, they're trying the normal person knows that it's not true, yeah. that our numbers are higher than they've been. What, what during the year that they've been trying to help us do something with the border, there's no numbers to show that we have made any headway right. because we haven't. Yeah. It's worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, the people now are the more violent ones. A lot of times because the other ones already made it in with no problems. So now the worst of the worst. I just heard on the radio coming over here that the 18-wheeler, yeah. you know, 11 of them were some of the worst of the worst records. That's the why they were in the back of the truck yeah. instead of coming in through the ports. Yeah. Because we have taken a lifetime of people's lives being given in the military, our police officers, everybody else in law enforcement, they have given their lives for many, many years to make the United States a safe place. In one year, we've destroyed that safe place. Yes. Because all the uh, bad people, murderers, pedophiles that have been arrested over the years, life's lost from law, uh, law enforcement, all of that is wasted. It's wasted. Those lives were wasted yeah. because now... They're just walking into the United States. Yeah. Crime's at its highest. Yeah. Very, very highest. Murder. Everything. Everything is at its highest all over the United States in history with crime. And this is, I mean, we can yes, we can go philosophical. This is fact that they, Democrats, leftists, liberal world, or whatever you want to call them, this is what they want. And we're sitting back here, the conservatives that we are, and we're so conservative in our thinking that we can't even fathom this kind of chaos. Because, you know, we get up, we go to work, we go to the grocery store, we say hi, we open the door, we let people in. These people will just walk up to you, shoot you in the face, slap you in the face, steal your stuff, go to your house, have a barbecue. This is planned chaos, and it is starting. We're at ground zero on any state that is sitting on the border. Absolutely. And we're, I, I, we're at war. We're at war with not only the leftists in this planned chaos, but we're at war with other countries that are allowing this to happen. Because if America goes the way that every other country has gone, the world is is done. So we send all that money. And Greg Abbott can be the guy that stops it. He can. I want him to be our hero. Mm -hmm. I want him to sit down. And even right now, I don't know. Uh, so there's always a saying, and, and I'm sure the numbers could be a little bit off, but in, in two years ago, I was, you know, out in my speaking things, and I would say, you know, 52 of us, 52% of the country works, and 48% doesn't, and the, our 52% support the 48. 
Yes. Those numbers are not like that anymore. Yeah. They've already switched, and they're going to continue to get lower and lower. And COVID was the big kicker. It was. And, and from what I'm understanding, that the subsidies are still there, that people are still on unemployment. Yes. Um, we, we, can't, we can't sustain it. I hear that word all the time, and I want people to really think about that word. We cannot sustain this. It's not going to work. The American way, the American lifestyle is not going to survive. So I have this, I have this friend and she's, you know, there's, there's Democrats and there's leftists and there's socialists and there's communists, but the Democrats, you can still talk to them. And thank God she voted in the Republican primary. So now she's a weak Republican. But we have this conversation all the time that, that she and I have the same feeling deep down inside this horrible, horrible, seething feeling that something bad is about to happen. Which is so sad that it has to. Now, to have, to have it slingshot back to, to basically being a centrist, balanced society again. I mean, th and this is history repeating itself. All you have to do is read historical political science, and this has already been done. Well, and, and the, the, the plan, the whole guideline for it for what is happening now was set out years ago yes. for this to happen Planned chaos. to us yes happen to us mm -hmm. and it's very very sad because um we're such a big state that i believe we've lost control of our state mm -hmm. i i don't think we have enough oversights i think that i think that we're broke I think our system is We're broken, yes. broken, yes. all of it, yes. every bit of it. Um, and I don't think we're just trying to make a living. You know, most yeah. people are out there raising their kids, like you said, making a living, taking them to soccer practice, go home and do it again. Not realizing that the, the world is collapsing around them. Yes. There's only a hundred and is it 93 countries, 94 countries in the world, something like that in the world. Are we going to unload 155 of them into the United States? How's that going to work? We can't. And you know what our message, not ours, but the message that's being sent to those countries? Come to America. Mm -hmm. They will take care of you. Another lady that I interviewed, and it's already released, everybody loves it. She said we should be spending every single solitary dollar that we can to fix the countries so those people don't come to our country. And we do. We send them lots and lots but of we money. Don't, but we don't make them accountable it's for the, that money. It's the oversight. We yes. do a lot of things yes. that are right. And then you can get into the terminology of nation building. Absolutely. I mean, all that's broken. We send all that money and nothing it is doesn't done. make it to yeah. those people. It doesn't. And, it, and, it stay, that, and that's where the corruption starts. That's where the corrupt. That's where the corruption is fueled. Okay, because we can go on for days. People that are listening, what am I supposed to do when I go get in my car? Do we email Abbott? Do we email Cornyn? Do we call? Do we send letters? Right now to make them do something. And what is that something that they should do? Should they just close the border and build the wall? No. Okay. There's more to that. Our immigration system's broken too. Okay. Everyone thinks because legislation starts in January that we're all going to start calling our legislators in January. The pre-planning is already being done. Right. Steve Allison mentioned that last night. Yes. They need to start calling their legislators now. Okay. The legislators. Because this is not, even as loud as we want to yell, it's not going to be fixed at the federal level. The only one that can fix it is Texas for Texas. We... I, I, you know, you'll hear from our senators and everybody, you know, nothing's going to happen. Hopefully when we change. Hopefully when we get control of Congress back. Yeah. But, you know, even if that happens in November, they, that doesn't go into effect till January. Uh, some of the bills that get passed won't be immediate. There'll be a lot of stuff. Yeah. So I think we need to quit depending on federal. Okay. We need to look for every way possible through uh, the legal system because we don't want to follow in the Democrats' footsteps of trying to fix this by breaking the law. Yeah. Which is what I have to say that I, I look at Abbott and I think he just is so afraid, but we have everything that we need um, 
in our Constitution to fix this. I actually went to Steve McGraw before the Uvalde shooting and said, 18% of Border Patrol is fixing to quit because they won't have get the vaccine. Abbott said, anybody that loses their job for this, I will hire them to do exactly what they're doing, live where they're living and everything. So I went and I said, listen, they're right there. There's our border guard. You can call them whatever you want. Texas border guard. Let's, let's bring rain back in, send some of those National Guard that are being paid, that are just really assisting Border Patrol. Take that money and put into a border guard. And he was very adamant that we didn't need another, we didn't need another law enforcement group. That if they wanted jobs, they could come because there was 466 jobs available with DPS. And so I, I was like, but this isn't going to go away. And, and some of them are believe that in three years, two years, that uh, this is going to get fixed. This is, this is so messed up now with so many people being allowed in. This is not going to go away. Yeah. We need a border guard. Um, Abbott has said, we'll pay him the same. We'll do everything. But that's not true. There are no jobs like that. They don't exist. If you want a job, it's going to have to be through DPS as a, as a highway patrolman. To, but you have to get the vaccine. You don't have to get the vaccine with no, DPS. No, they pulled it that week. Yeah. Not DPS, but Border Patrol. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, that same week that I spoke to him, Border Patrol said, no, 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 no. We're going to reinstate anybody that wants to work for us. You don't have to get the vaccine, so you don't have to leave. But they were all fixing to leave, and I was like, why, why aren't we grabbing them, y'all? And I have it on video twice that I saved from Abbott saying, if you, get, if you lose your job, we will hire you. Mm-hmm. Uh, though I don't have anything on those jobs. Yeah. There's no those jobs that was they don't exist. Right. I've looked. I have people waiting. Yeah. I probably um, and I actually jokingly but serious said, I need a thousand. I need a thousand border Texas Border Patrol agents. Right. Um, I'll, I'll I'll find them for you. Yeah. I will find all of them. They do need to be T Cole certified and go through some trainings and stuff, but. You know, they're, they're not happy with Border Patrol. Mm-hmm. They would love to come in and stop those people from coming into the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but now let, let's talk about they, they cross the river. Mm-hmm. They find, okay, so these are hardworking, oppressed, fleeing communism, fleeing socialism. They get to Monterey. They're basically human trafficked by the cartel to the border. On average, it's $3,200 American dollars that they're giving to the cartel to get to the river. And then they cross the river and they walk up to a Border Patrol agent or to uh, an office and they say, I'm here. I want to seek asylum. So that's an illegal crossing. But as soon as they say the word asylum, they're paroled into the immigration system. They're automatically a criminal, and then they're in the immigration system. How do we stop them from crossing the well, border? So, so that that word, they're coached. These people are coached on what to say. They're told to destroy all their paperwork and their IDs. They're somebody new because you can say you're from whatever country you wanted to. That's but they have to say, and they have to say, a country that's on one of our lists. Yes, yes. And before, you know, you couldn't say Mexico. So people coming from Mexico, because it was returned to Mexico. Right. So people from Mexico that wanted to come in, they couldn't come through ports of entry. They were returned to Mexico. They were the ones coming through the brush also. Yeah. Um, they have to be, it just has to be stopped. It is. So how do, so how do we do, so I've had this conversation because I, you know, I'm one of these wackos that just think that we can just take over everything. What if we just invade Mexico to Monterey and take over Mexico from from Monterey on up to Juarez and then kind of down into Matamoros and we just control the cartel from there and we stop them there? (laughs) My first, my first thing. Texas National Guard, let's go. (laughs) You're saying this, Brandy, and I'm thinking, well, how many pieces can your body be cut into? to go in a barrel that's they say that um that now a lot of people do not know all the violence that has happened here in texas yes because if we 
give that voice and let people know about the violence, mm -hmm. then if we can say that the cartel is a terrorist, then we get to call in the military. Yeah. So, but we refuse to do that. Yeah. Now, it's the, the words are what are important because our entire country and the state, it's based on a piece of paper with words on it. And those words are so valuable but nobody's reading the manual to follow those words of instruction. And no one's standing up and saying, this isn't right, this is lawlessness, we're going to stop this. So Abbott, in the several articles that I've read, and the people that I've tried to talk to in the governor's office, you know, the campaign people, I'm in contact with them all the time and they can't say anything. Okay. But in the interviews that he's doing, he keeps saying the words, I'm, you know, I'm trying to find ways to do this without breaking the law. And is he looking for, is he looking for, a, there's no precedent. There's no. He's going to have to, to, to go. He's going to have to be the guy that just puts his foot down and says, absolutely not. This is my state. I have to protect my people. He's not protecting his people. Um, I, I, you know, I would like him to do a lot more right now. Uh, they, they, I think they're just so afraid of federal, but federal's breaking the law. Mm -hmm. So we do have the law to stand on in Texas. If they're not going to, you know, uh, work by the law, at least we should. And yeah. we can do it and take back our state. Yes. Uh, immediately, we could quit all subsidies for illegals all of them no more freebies none you want them you need to keep going because you can go to the next state and let them give you freebies but we're not going to right so um, so the migrant center that opened up on san pedro you know we're all up in arms because all of a sudden it opened well my thing is that no it didn't all of a sudden open we weren't paying attention we could have stopped this two years ago because they knew that this inflow of illegal immigrants were going to just flow right in and we have to have basically a stopover for them. And they approved that two years ago. We just weren't paying attention. And now it's too late because now it's a federal program. It says it's federal, it but I promise you it's your taxes. But it is. But but still federal is still our taxes. But the thing about it is that's a that's a that's a city owned, that is a a San Antonio taxpayer-owned facility that is being used to traffic these illegal immigrants. There's been no injunctions filed. There's been no attorney to stand up and say, hey, this ain't right. We need to stop this right now. You know, go to a judge, get something to do. And you, you talk about using the legal system. I think that's the most brilliant way to do it because that's the smart, intelligent way to do it. Instead of getting nasty and protesting and saying, oh, all these people are are here to just take us over. No, I think some of them are here for the American dream, but they're people that blind us from actually what is going on. Because we are Americans and we want to help people. And it's like for every one person that's good, there's 10 that are here to destroy us. And that's what we have, that's what we have to stop. So you talk about the legal system. I mean, what about Paxton? Paxton's on our side. Yeah. I believe he is. And he's in town this Sunday. Um, I really, uh, I, I like him. His hands are tied. A lot of people think that he can do things that he cannot. Yeah. They're like, close the border or Paxton. He can't. It's yeah. not. They're, they're the people that sue and get sued. Mm -hmm. And that's it. They're attorneys. Right. Um, his voice and what he says is very, very important. He's very well respected. Um, and, you know, I'm sitting here at this table with you, and I'm thinking, I truly don't know where Lieutenant Governor stands on this. Do you? I don't. I don't. I'm not a, but I'm not a big I, fan of his. But I should know. I should know. He did appoint the Border Security Committee of Senator Birdwell, Senator Bob Hall, and okay. Senator Chuy Hinojosa. Got it. Um, I, I don't think they're doing very much right now. Um, I would love to help them. Mm -hmm. I am helping them. Yeah. Uh, on September 7th, we are um, hosting a um, border education summit called Uncensored. It won't be for everybody because uh, faint of heart and 
weak stomachs won't make it. But it is planned for all the legislators and senators. Um, it's it's really catching. It's catching on. Yeah. Yeah. And people are people fired are up. going to really be monitoring their legislators to make sure that they attend. There will be people there to make sure they go all day. Um, and not just for the photo op. Not just for the photo op. I have uh, several Texas congressmen that have, uh, hopefully they won't be in session, they shouldn't be, but uh, have plans to be there mm -hmm. and have plans to reach out to our legislators and senators saying, we're going to be there, will you meet me there? Because they know that it needs to be handled right. at the Texas level. So this, you know, and people want to downplay it, but your summit, your September 7th event is where all the players get together and all the stakeholders get together and they say, this is, this is bad. Now we need to go into action mode. Tired of photo ops. This is the real deal that's going on. And the more numbers that you have at that event, that can basically turn the tide on just everything. Tre treading water and watching the legislators, the legislators and senators hold the key right yeah. now. Uh, we're headed into legislation. Uh, you know, I, I, I really wish our legislators, and I understand the way everything was written and that they only meet for every other year and for those few months. But our problem is that we're in crisis. It, we're in a crisis. Yeah. And it needs to be looked at. They're destroying our state everywhere, our education system, mm -hmm. our health care system, our subsidies, you, uh, the drugs. I don't believe, because the news doesn't show it, we don't have time to watch YouTube and all this stuff all the time. Yeah. I have to believe in my heart that these legislators, a lot of them, not I don't want to group them, but a lot of the legislators and, and many of the senators do not really know. They don't know. They don't How bad know. it is. I don't think they do. I don't think they really see 40 kids in a classroom and the lowest, the classroom has to be taught to the lowest denomination and that's the illegals that have come in and they don't speak English. Now, our first thought, even me saying that, is oh, only they must speak Spanish. No, they speak all kinds of stuff and we don't have enough teachers and, and and we don't have enough tax money, and they need their own schools, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. But that needs to be looked at. No one's looking at the food shortage. You know, it's coming. Anybody that deals with economics, mm -hmm. it's coming. And Texas isn't doing anything right now either. Yeah. We're not, we're not being as proactive as we should because we've been lulled into thinking that, you know, everything's going to be fine. We're America. We're Texas. Everything's going to be fine. And if not, they'll print more money and pay us out of it. You know, uh, that only can go so far. It can. You can only prop it up so much before it starts to fall and crumble. Uh, and Again, history repeating itself. So I, I don't like to think that I'm a conspiracy, conspiracy theorist. I think that I'm a realist. I think that I do my homework. But, you know, at the end of the day, you still need to look at China. And I really though we're fighting the border and that is what we have to do because that is happening I don't even believe that's the real problem it is for the moment it is right. for right now yeah. the one that we have to solve and get this under control but the drugs are coming from China yep um, China owns in Valverde County China owns more land than we do in Valverde County that's fact they own more land than we do. So why don't you go up and look around Kyle, Texas, and you know, we have a tendency to look per state. Yeah. If someone wanted to look throughout the United States, China owns a lot, a lot of land. More than you can imagine. So, you know, we're just so reactive. We don't, we're nothing proactive. I don't know how to get that into the leaders. And then, and then you have to look around and go, follow the money trail. You know, that's, that's, that's actually, if you ever want to know in anything, right. if, if it doesn't feel right, follow the money trail. If you look at, 
and I'll put these links in the in the show notes. People, some people say it's okay for China to own land. No, it's not. China is a communist, capitalist country that all they care about. There's there's no values. There's no principles. It's just money, 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 power, power, power. And so there should be somebody. There should be a group of of people in Congress, in the Senate. That stands up and says, "This is a bill to pay for this land. You know, give them their money back, give them what they paid for it, but they can't own anything in the United States of America." So, like I said, we're too big, right? We're a little too big for stuff. All I won't say all. Many of the ranches, many, because they got tired of people coming through their property. They've already been destroyed. There's no livelihood for hunting. Have sold their ranches. Who bought them? Now anybody can buy property through an LLC that went through an LLC that went through an LLC. Right. And we, I think it was either it was one of the Dakotas or Montana or something up there that Bill Gates bought some land through an LLC, and no LLC in one of those states can own anything. It has to be a an individual person. That doesn't. That's not Texas. And that needs to change. So cartel owns both sides of the river. In many many areas, so cartel doesn't want to come into the United States, and and not at this point, and kill people. And I mean, they don't even want the illegals coming in to shoot people and do bad things because they want to be able to continue operating here as quiet as they can. Now there's deaths, all kinds of stuff. But again, we're so big, a lot of that is just they disappear. They're、okay. from Mexico. Okay, so I just googled. I googled China-owned USA land, At, and here's the first thing that Google puts out, and this is GrasslySenate.gov. So this is Senator Grassley. At the turn of the century, Chinese owners owned about 192,000 acres of farmland in the U.S., according to the USDA. By 2019, the USDA says foreign ownership of U.S. acres exceeded 35.2 million acres, a 60% increase from the prior decade from for in foreign ownership. And that's what they know about. That's just the the states that that it has to be declared. Yeah. But Texas, you don't have to declare anything.、No. You are an LLC. Nobody looks to see what an LLC is. You know, or, or if they're for real, and, and yes, when you do go to closing, there does have to be an LLC book of that、yeah. you are. An There's got to be articles. But that's it. Yeah. And, and anybody can apply for one. Can... So are they? We know that they're operating on both sides of the river. Yeah. They wanna. They don't want it to be a massacre. We want because then what happens? You know, they don't get the, their billion-dollar business、mm-hmm. kind of craters.、Mm-hmm. So I've heard that the this from Border Patrol. You know those guys that were shooting at us from across the river. Yeah. Those people probably do not exist any longer. That's just a guess. Right.、It's、highly suggested to me. Yeah. They don't want that kind of. Yeah. Stuff. The the, th- the thing about saying things like this is there is truth in it. Yes. And the people that don't want it to be true. Slap the tinfoil cap conspiracy theory label on people like you and me. You know, I don't even think about that because I know the truth. I live there. Right. But to to outside of because you know we all live in our own little bubbles、mm-hmm. and our own little circles. But to the outside person, you know, let's just say that somebody from New York downloads the podcast and listens to this. Like those are some crazy women down there because they have seen no news because they're not、up. living it. And then the messaging that they're hearing is that we are two crazy bitches sitting at a Starbucks in San Antonio,、yep. Texas. <laughs> I mean, just and and here's a great example. February of 2020, I'm sitting at a ladies' luncheon. It's just a little group of ladies that I lunch with, and there's two of us that wear tinfoil caps, and we're super conservative, and we don't trust the government. She's a little more QAnon. I'm. I'm. I think the QAnon is a big farce, but whatever. And the other four ladies look at us and they just think we're nuts. 
But I say to them, I said, what about this virus in China? This is this is February 17th right of 2020. Before. Because I had just I just got through watching uh, Paul Tudor Jones mention it on CNBC. And he's and he's a macroeconomist, he's a macro trader. And he says, we need to be paying attention to this virus coming out of China. And so then I mentioned it at my lunch, and the Democrats sitting at the table say, oh, it's no big deal. It's, it only affects the, the older population in China. That's what they say. I'm summarizing. And then me and my tinfoil cat friend, you know, we're like, you know, it's man-made. It's coming out of a lab. This is planned. I mean, we're not stupid, but we don't listen to their news. Exactly. And so, fat, so, so now fast forward to mid-March. I'm in Dallas, Texas at a golf tournament. There's no lockdowns. This is a month later. There's no official lockdowns. Trump is still saying, okay, we're going to close the border from China. We're going to figure out what it is. Everybody calm down. We're going in and out of these restaurants that we're in almost every single solitary mm -hmm. year, the same week for the last 10 years. There's nobody in these restaurants. The same servers that we see every year at this golf tournament. Where's everybody? It's like they're scared because they're watching the news. They're self-imposing themselves in a lockdown because they're scared because they're hearing what's on the news. And Trump, Trump was so accurate in saying that the media is public enemy number one. And we all know it now. <laughs> I mean, we can all. Yeah. And then, uh, and, and then there's people that still don't get it. No. And they can't even, they can't even, they don't even see it. And they just think that we're crazy. So, you know, um, I, there was a really great article written in our little paper uh, last week from a, a Democrat and uh, they own a ranch and, and it was very well written. And it was all about the humanity side of the illegals. That's all it was. And, and yes, that does exist. But there's not a single person that has come here legally, not a single, I don't know of any Hispanics. My, my, my children, my grandchildren are all half and half. Um, but Kenny County Post? Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, it was written by Gage Brown. Okay. Very well written. However, she didn't touch on the sex trafficking and the human trafficking and, and the bad people coming in and the, the real the real bad stuff. You know, these people coming in are used to a very violent lifestyle. These third world countries. Yes. I've they're, talked to them. I've talked to them. So they, they, they're, we value life a lot more than they do. Mm -hmm. I'm sure they value it a lot, but they're used to people dying around them. But that's also why they're here. Absolutely. Absolutely. However, it's not going to change, you know, they're coming believing that we're making sure the bad people aren't going to follow them. Mm -hmm. Where we're, they think they're going to come here and that we are so far advanced that we're going to make sure those murderers that were let out of jail last week and bust to the border, you know, the concept of them coming into a country like the United States that we are just letting those murderers walk into our country and become part of our society Good point. is yeah. too far for the legals to comprehend because you know we've got it going here we yeah. we we've got money to give out and hordes to right. anybody that wants it right if they only knew that that violence is coming across with them <laughs> We can get into the matrix and all that, but I just finished watching a movie called Cloud Atlas. Cloud Atlas. Everybody needs to watch this okay. movie. And it's about how your decisions influence the rest of the world and influence your legacy and influence your life and about how what is going on isn't what's going on. Absolutely. And there's only very few people that can see through the matrix. Mm -hmm. And those, those, those people, they cannot fathom that this is... That anything we're saying is yes, real. Yes, 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 absolutely. And it's all out there. If you went and Googled each... each um, now, a lot of the numbers are not real anymore, mm -hmm. but you can go to the Border Patrol's website mm -hmm. 
and see the real numbers. Yeah. You can go, so DHS, Child Protection Services, that's all a mess right. now, a real mess. Yeah. Um, did you know, this just a little bit, did you know that foster homes that take illegal children get paid $40 more a day? Oh, don't tell me that. So why would foster people want our Texas children? What are, what are they? What is, what is the $40 increase? It's because they're illegals. No, 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 no. Oh. But like, so that do they get paid $50 a day and then they get $40 a day more? I, let's just say they get $50 a day. Yeah. So that's a 90% increase in uh -huh. income. Uh -huh. It's all about money. It's all about money. Okay. Let's, because you have to be somewhere. Okay. What do we do right now? Like today. I have to give my people actionable tasks because they will just wallow and they will go in, and they, they will go off on their own and they, they will duplicate everything. I've got to get people pinpointed on one task at a time. So my task right now would be to tell them for Texas you be sure you make sure that your legislator and senator makes it to that event September on September 7th. 7th. In Brackettville? You know, it's at the Capitol. At the Capitol, okay. It's at the Capitol in All the right. auditorium. They will be getting uh, invitations from certain senators. Um, they will probably be called by their congressmen, uh, by every activist in the state, which is what I'm wanting. Uh, I want our society. And when you say every activist in the state, who are you talking about? The Republicans, people okay. that people that want change. Okay. Um, that day is very, very important to us as Texans for our future. It is history. We will show the problem, validate the problem, give you the tools to fixing the problem, and then empower them to fix it. And make sure they're not on their own flailing around. Yes. All of it will be there. And everything that we do can be validated. So, you know, it's kind of like that thing where if you know that little girl next door or boy is being abused and you do nothing, that makes you as guilty as the one that's doing it. And that is the premises for where we're going forward. All right. Kick ass. Thank you, Kelly. You're welcome.